And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Drop Set. It's good to have you all here. Busy season for me is ramping up. Um, so uh, I've been trying earlier in the week. Today is Thursday. I've been trying Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm like, let me just carve out a little time, do a little mini podcast here and there. And I'm like, nope, not happening. Not happening. There's too much stuff going on. Uh, I can't handle it. So part of it also is uh, being in prep. Um, is tricky. Um, it's a little bit time consuming. Um, workouts are longer. I've got cardio to contend with. Um, oftentimes a day comes around like, well, I could record a podcast or I could take a nap. Um, the nap is winning out these days. So, uh, sadly all of you suffer, um, because of that. So, um, but nonetheless, I kind of think also when I record one, um, I think you're all suffering a little bit as well. Like, Oh God, why am I still subscribed to this podcast? I have to listen to this blowhard again. Yeah, sorry. I'm here. So today we've got an interesting topic. So I'm going to warn you right up front. A lot of you aren't going to want to hear it. And, uh, you know, with all due respect, I don't care because I think it's worthy of a discussion. Um, and I think, um, even if you don't want to hear it, I think you would be well served to listen to it anyway. Uh, and the topic itself, you know, if you, if you saw any of my social media posts on this, you know what it is. Um, and uh, if it just showed up in your feed, then maybe you don't, I don't know. Um, but, uh, the topic is going to be transgender competitors. So a client of mine, um, uh, is, is not transgender, but she did bring me, <laughs> she did bring me, um, up to speed on something that happened at a, her, the local show in her region this last week where, um, uh, transgender competitor was on stage. There were some results involved there. So, um, and immediately, like I was thinking, regardless of, uh, you know, my opinion on the issue, your opinion on the issue, but just, you know, as a conversation piece, I'm thinking this is fascinating. This raises all kinds of interesting questions. So what I want to do is kind of try and take the emotion out of it a little bit. And let's just analyze this. Like, you know, is this really a problem? And if it is, how should it be addressed? Um, and I don't think it's as cut and dry as some of you might think out there. So we'll come to that in a little bit here. So, uh, and like I said, if, if it's something that you're not interested in, you're like, I don't want to listen to that crap. Fine. Don't. Please don't, you know, do yourself a favor. Don't make yourself mad because you probably just get pissed at me. Uh, skip it. Uh, I won't, I won't hate you for it. So it's all good. Um, do we have an open poll on the website regarding TVs in gyms? I want to know your feedback. Really what I'm looking for is I want people to agree with me on this. So, um, go to the dropset.com, check out the poll there, vote on that thing. Um, had some interesting feedback this week. Nobody's leaving voicemails. I'm going to continue to hammer this point to death until I get like four or five a week. And I can just sit back here and be lazy and do Q and a shows all the time. That's my goal. Realistically is to not have to actually work for any, any original content, um, but just play questions from listeners like, all right, and it, it's going to be like a call-in show where I don't actually have to talk to anybody live. Be like, all right, well, Keith from Framington, Massachusetts wants to know about the best dietary fats to use for his macronutrient, you know, whatever. Anyway, give me a call, please. Just try it. Try it. I promise you it's not scary at all. It'll be fun for me. 
I don't know. I, if, if you enjoy calling phone numbers and leaving voicemails, it'll be fun for you too. 865-518-2974. Also, just go to thedropset.com, which I know you have bookmarked, and I know you've even created a shortcut on your phone right on your home screen, so you can just click on that and go there automatically and always know what the poll question is. Like, what's that phone number for Darren? I got to call him and leave a message. Oh, I'm just going to click on it right here from my phone. It is that easy. So do it. Come on. What you waiting for? Thank you. Um, what else we got going on? Um, it has been more of a survival week for me. Um, I have not been able to get ahead of the game and work on any blog posts or even any new workout plans. I did post that women's physique blueprint plan last week, um, and I still have to do a tiny little bit of legwork there um, on getting a couple of the videos um, for that thing still in place. So um, if you've purchased that, I've probably been in communication with you already. Um, I do have those videos um, handy. They just aren't YouTubed yet, so I've sent a couple of those over to you. So... Um, uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of what's on my agenda, my to-do list. Um, what else? I booked a flight. I'm going home. Mom and dad, I'm coming. So, um, October, uh, 11th through 15th, I'm going back to Oregon. Um, might try and meet up with some people there. I know I've got a few, a uh, handful of clients in Oregon and, um, I know two of them are actually doing a show the following weekend in Eugene. And I thought at first I was going to be going there that weekend just by happy coincidence. Um, like, great. I can actually go to the show. How weird is that? You know, I wouldn't be able to stick around a lot cause I'm going there to see my family who I get to see like once every two years and I'm only going to be there for a few days. So I'm not going to spend all day at a show, but I totally go to prejudging, meet people, etc. Um, which would be great. Um, just cause you know, people that are cross country, how am I ever going to see them? Well, it's, it's a cool opportunity. So, um, in, I had a scheduling conflict because my wife and I aren't both going on this trip together. Um, it's very difficult. Um, like if we plan a legit vacation somewhere, we can swing that anything else. And it's like, eh, no, just one of us is going. So like, I'll go back to visit my family. She's got something going on the weekend. I was initially planning to where she's going to be out of town. So, um, because of our, our dog sitting duties, <laughs> et cetera, uh, poor little Bella, she's so high maintenance. I mean, we just have nobody that we can leave her with that we trust to actually take care of her. We've got some friends that are really good and know her well, but you know, they're, they're just not available um, to, to stay here all the time with her. And she really kind of needs pretty constant supervision. So if I didn't work from home, it would be a real, real challenge. So, um, so I'm going to be going the 11th through 15th. So that'll be good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and at that point, so here's another thing that's exciting here. Um, I have not yet officially made the deposit, but I will in the next day or two. I scheduled a photo shoot, which for me is a way bigger deal than doing a show because it is way, way, way more outside my comfort zone than doing a show. I'm going to be doing a photo shoot in the gym where I work out when it is not closed to the public. <laughs> so there's going to be other people around. I'm going to be like mostly naked and uh, like always looking over my shoulder like, what the fuck is going on here? Who's watching me? Uh, it's a terrifying proposition. I am... I already have an extreme level of anxiety about this. I've never, I have done a, a professional photo shoot once, but uh, it was in an Anytime Fitness um, back in Oregon when I went there about, what, that would have been about six years ago, I think. Um, and uh, my sister-in-law was the photographer. And so I was just fully clothed in the gym. I'm like, I need some promo shots for my business. And so um, the image of me that serves as the backdrop of the podcast artwork the uh, image of me uh, doing a three-point row um, that was taken by my sister-in-law in that shoot. So uh, the cool thing now is um, I'll have 
a whole bunch of shots, being in much better shape uh, than I was back then. And uh, I'll be able to really update everything across the board. So website, podcast, or social media stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to having that in hands. I don't know. I think the the shoot itself will be interesting. Um, it's with uh, Bob Franklin, who's a I guess like the local guy in Knoxville as far as fitness related photo shoots. So he's done some awesome work. You can see on his website. I'm excited about it. I'm just really nervous at the same time. It's a little intimidating. So, um, but that is scheduled officially for November 15th, which means that's a Thursday. Today is a Thursday. So I am officially hold on one, two. I'm counting on the calendar here. Three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm eleven weeks out today, so that is my target. Um, since there is no show, as we've discussed before, there wasn't really one at the right time. That's about when I wanted to do it, and I finally figured out. I'm like, I really want a show that's on November seventeenth. You know, there, there's um, the the local one in Nashville is November third. I'm like, that's just too early. There are some that are a much further drive, like Atlanta, which is about three hours away, that are on November 10th. I'm like, why aren't there any shows on the 17th? And I finally figured it out, oh, yeah, that's Nationals down in Miami. There are no other shows that day. So, duh, idiot. Um, so, anyway, um, that's what's going on here. What else? The cut. Um, my cut is going really, really well. Um, it still continues to be relatively easy. Had a couple bumps on the scale um, these last couple days. But um, I also didn't do cardio yesterday. I had a really really brutal leg workout where just numbers went up across the board. Um, I think I mentioned last week I was really suffering from some, some hip pain and just, I, I always, I not always, but for several months I've de been dealing with some hip IT band discomfort on the right side and it made lunges like almost impossible. Like I was trying to lunge last Wednesday on my workout then and, um, the, the workout called for barbell lunges, which, you know, to be clear, I haven't really done barbell lunges in probably 15 years or more. I mean, it's just not an exercise that I really like, which is exactly why I hired a coach and why she's making me do them because I need to. Um, it's it's very eye-opening. So um, so I did them with kettlebells because I, I felt so unstable and so weak in the hip. I'm like, I can't do this with a bar on my back because I'm going to need to hit the ground. I'm going to need to put a hand on the ground to stabilize myself. And it was just a hot hot mess. It was awful. Um, it was terrible. It was painful. It was not productive. Um, it was frustrating. And so anyway, I went and I think I mentioned this last week, um, got a, got some massage work and, um, Mandy at wow massage here in Knoxville. She is a wizard. And, uh, she basically fixed me in an hour. Um, and it's shocking. And so that was on Thursday, Saturday, I went back to do legs and that leg workout also called for weighted lunges, barbell. I did them with a barbell. I started with an empty bar. I'm like, oh, okay, this actually feels really good. Then I did it with 65 and then I topped out at 95. And then I came back to do them yesterday. I started at 95. I went to 115 and I just kind of stopped there. I'm like, that feels pretty good. I, uh, 135. Let me build into that a little bit. So, uh, it felt great though. Um, and the step ups that I struggled with last Wednesday, those felt much better too. So everything just feels so much more productive. So I'm excited today to go in. I've got to hit chest in about an hour and a half. Um, and we'll see how that goes. So, um, it's been going really well. Top to bottom training has just been on fire through the roof, really high level of intensity. Diet's been totally perfect. This is how in the zone I am on the diet. So, um, my, my wife does not care what I'm doing. So she is not one of those people who are like, Oh, you're dieting. Okay. Well I won't eat the good stuff around you then. She's like, you chose to do this. So, you know, screw you. I'm going to eat whatever I want still. <laughs> and I don't blame her. And she also knows that she, she, I love her. 
okay? And, and I know you all think like there's a butt coming. There are always butts coming, right? We all have our little quirks and our little pet peeves like, oh, I wish you wouldn't do it that way. And she, she knows this. She knows it, it, it gets on my nerves and um, just it's like nails on a chalkboard, which is why she does it. Um, when she breaks down a box, like something shows up from Amazon and there's a box, she breaks it down by stepping on it. And I call it the Godzilla smash. Um, and if you've ever seen me like, which you haven't, but if you would see me on Christmas morning or opening a birthday present, I am the guy who takes off the wrapping paper and doesn't tear anything and removes the tape from the wrapping paper and folds it up and then removes the wrapping paper all in one continuous piece, no tears. Um, I'm that guy. So you can imagine breaking down a box just by stepping on it. I'm like, wait, wait, you're going to pull out the box knife. I keep a sharp blade in that thing all the time because, you know, you cut it and it gets the tape gunk in it. You've got to change out that blade. So there's a sharp blade in there all the time. You make one, two cuts on the side, one down the middle. Then you unfold that box and you stick it in the recycling container. That's how it's done. There is a way to do this. There is a way the world works and you need to comport with that. That's all there is to it. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> smash. Um, so anyway, it's the same thing. Like when she's opening a bottle of wine, which she does, she's a teacher. I don't blame her. Um, it's like, eh, you're, you're doing that all wrong. Can, can I do it? So I still, even though I can't drink it, I'm like, can I, can I open that bottle for you? And so I'm opening it the other day. I pull out the cork and a couple of drops of it land on my hand. I'm like, I could totally lick that off. That'd be fine, right? I didn't. I wiped it off with a paper towel. There you go. That pretty much sums up where I'm at in my diet right now. So it's dialed in. It feels great. No issues. Um, so I'm doing fine. Um, <laughs> Uh, happy with what I'm seeing too. Everything seems to be firing on all cylinders and working really well. So that is the, the Darren update. That's more than I thought I had to say. So let's jump into this um, issue with uh, transgender competitors, just because I think this is fascinating. So it opens up so many questions here. Oh yeah, that's right. Did you catch that? That little segment transition there? That was uh, what we call in the business a... Uh, an ungraceful edit. So <laughs> I recorded this whole thing this morning and I kind of sat on it for a little bit and I'm like, you know what? I'm really not pleased with some of the arguments that I made in that. And so I wanted to come back and give myself a mea culpa and a chance to do it again. So one of the things that I think is really important with this and the main point at which I failed the first time around, and I will spare you from having to listen to the, what I will call rough draft of my presentation here, um, is this is a, a topic of conversation that is best served if you take your emotion and your opinion out of it. So I just want to focus on the overall implications and ramifications for what this means. So this, this happened um, at the NPC Camellia Championships down in Louisiana this past Saturday, um, and it will be happening again. I'm, I'm not, I don't think that this is the first time it's happened. I don't know, but it's the first time I've been made aware of it. So it will certainly be happening again. So, um, the breakdown here is there was a trans woman, so born a man, transitioned to a woman who competed in women's physique. Um, and so that right there, we should kind of just stop and say, huh, that's interesting. So let me interject a, a very small little bit of opinion here. Um, and, you know, this is just because, you know, I guess you could call me kind of a bleeding heart. I am a big fan of, of, equal rights and fair treatment for everybody. But there is a legitimate fairness um, component to this conversation. Like, is having 
this person compete in women's physique? Is that fair to other people? And I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to have an answer for that, but that's another thing to consider. The one thing that I always urge people to do with, with things like this is step back and, you know, rather than putting labels on people, just recognize that everyone is a human being first and foremost. Um, and so when you talk about this, when you discuss it, if you're posting things online and social media, et cetera, whatever, just remember that, you know, there's a human being out there um, that may be reading that stuff. And, you know, just, I would say don't say anything that you wouldn't say to their face, except that may not be disqualifying of a lot of things for a lot of people. So um, I, I will leave it at that and just say, you know, everybody's a human being first and foremost. And I think it would do us all well to remember that in all of our interactions. And I would also say that extends to something like road rage. You know, when you're out there yelling and flipping off somebody, you know, you're not flipping off an inanimate object behind inside a car. It's a human being. And that human being may be a shitty driver, but still they're a human being first and foremost. And I think it would do all of us a world of good to just remember that a little bit more consistently. So the issues here are kind of profound. Um, they really are. So, um, there are significant physical issues at play here. So let's go back all the way to the very beginning and kind of the, the, the timeline of the events that had to have happened in order for this to actually be an event that took place. So um, the, uh, the competitor in question at some point decided, I'm going to do that show. All right, cool. So they go online, they look at the entry form, they're like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And I'm sure this person is totally accustomed at this point. Um, in their life to having to fill out forms and check a gender box that they know is probably going to be placed under some scrutiny. Well, here, you know, they're just f sitting at home filling this out. They mail it off. Nobody has any idea who they are. So uh, there's there's anonymity. There's nobody requesting, hey, can you send photos? We need medical records or anything like that. You know, it's off the radar of an entry form for an amateur bodybuilding competition to think like, you know, okay, gender, male, female, or, you know, should there be another box that says transgender? You know, I mean, who knows? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Um, so I don't blame this person at all because there are no rules against this. Um, there are legitimate questions as to whether or not there should be. And I mentioned before, like, you know, is this fair? Is it totally unfair? Um, and, and that's a conversation worth having. So that form gets mailed in. Um, so then it gets received by the show promoter. Um, they get placed on the list of registration for um, competitors in specific classes. So then when check-in time comes around, the facilitators at the show, they have those lists. They know, who's, they know who to expect coming, blah, 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 blah. So now um, the next step is at check-in. And now um, if there is to be something done, there's been a tremendous burden and a huge degree of awkwardness being placed on the facilitator or the volunteer who is performing the check-ins at the show. Um, so what do we expect of that person? So this competitor comes in to, uh, to check in, like I'm here, you know, here's my name, blah, blah, blah. I'm competing in this. And immediately, you know, I mean the, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I promise you, if, if you've ever seen like Jerry Springer or Maury Povich or anything like that, there are some trans people out there that are very convincing. <laughs> so I'm just going to say there's all kinds of stories. I think a lot of them are, uh, you know, uh, urban legend as much as anything else. But a lot of people have been confused before. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how much uh, what what level of expectation you can place on somebody who's doing the check ins for the show to be like, hmm, and really what what can they do? Because they can suspect, hmm, are you really a woman? Uh, and there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, issues that crop up with a question or a thought like that. First of all, 
doesn't matter because there's nothing in the rules that states that it does matter. There, I mean, clearly, I mean, it's, it's 2018. This is still a relatively new phenomenon. And bodybuilding, I mean, if you, if you look at bodybuilding websites for shows and uh, NPC organizations throughout the country, you can get the sense that bodybuilding is very clearly a, uh, a series of organizations that is still stuck in like 2002 from a technology perspective and uh, rewriting entry forms to account for the possibility of potential transgender competitors not on their radar at all i can guarantee it now it may be very soon that's that's still something to be seen so um the the question is are you know are you really a woman so first of all is that a problem and second that's kind of some dicey territory because you know women's physique especially you know what if it is a woman but maybe they've taken some drugs their voice is a little deeper etc i mean you know it <laughs> that happens and uh somebody could very rightly get extremely offended by that and be like fuck you what and you know cause a big scene so you're putting the the person conducting the check-ins in a very awkward position if you want this to be something that is enforced um now Moving on to show day. Um, I mean, I guess there could be some issues also with spray tan, etc. I mean, because that, that all gets done naked. That could be interesting. I don't know how that went. Um, so show day. You come out on stage. What do we expect the judges to do? I mean, you know, the, the, the judging criteria for all of these divisions does mention femininity. But, you know... Um, the, the more muscularity there is, the higher the level of conditioning, the less that becomes a priority. We've seen that happen in judging all the time where that is deprioritized beyond uh, below size, symmetry, conditioning, overall presentation, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's a factor, but eh, what, what do you expect the judges to do? Say, oh, well, that's, that's a man, so you know, we're going to mark them down. Well, do you know? And, I mean, you know, it, it, first of all, also, it's not a man. It's a woman who is trans. Now, there's also a question of, is this pre-op or post-op? Um, and we'll, we'll use the official term, gender reassignment surgery. You know, have the goods been removed, basically, is what I'm getting at here. So, I think it is pretty safe to say. And I think there can be, with maybe a little bit of arm twisting, some very universal agreement on this. If you are pre-op transgender, you have no business competing in a division that is for the gender that you are going to become or competing in the future. That is, that is not okay. Basically, if you walk on stage with a penis in women's physique division, I don't think you're going to find a lot of people that are going to back your claim to uh, having a rightful place on that stage. That is no. Like, oh, well, you're transitioning? Well, why don't you finish that process, and then we can have this discussion that is already a very difficult one. But I think that is an easy um, answer to kind of a sub-question. Um, but then the question becomes, <laughs> uh, how do you enforce that? Because if you've ever been to a burlesque show or a drag show or anything like that, I feel like I'm revealing way too much about my leisure activities here. Um, I have friends. What can I say? Um, you, you know that that shit could be tucked. <laughs> so, and now, those suits aren't going to hide a whole lot, but still, I'm not, I'm not ruling out anything. <laughs> I know that people are capable of some stuff. So um, who's going to go around and be the official junk checker? Is what I'm saying, you know, are you going to do like the, the cup check like they do in baseball football practice or whatever and just, you know, rack some dudes nuts with a baseball bat and see if they double over, see if they're wearing a cup? I mean, what are you going to do? I don't think uh, you know, clearly nobody signs up for that on an entry form. 
I think there is an expectation of some personal privacy involved. Um, so I don't think that is something that can really be done. I think, um, you know, I, again, the recurring theme for this entire discussion is going to be that there are no easy answers for this. So I don't think we can really expect the judges to do much of anything. I mean, they, they have to judge what they are presented with up on stage and judge on their merits and say, you know, I think it would also be right, you know, if someone gets up on stage and they look very much like a dude and they're rocking some five o'clock shadow or whatever, I think they're well within their rights to knock them down because femininity is one of the judging standards. Just like you could if you get somebody who is uh, clearly overdoing the drugs and is exhibiting some of the same side effects. Um, and I think they can very rightfully be knocked down as well. All things being equal, though, if you have somebody who kind of passes muster um, and they have a level of conditioning, a level of size, a level of symmetry that the judges are looking for, um, is that good enough? Is that acceptable? Is that okay? Um, do these people, does a trans competitor, born a man competing as a woman, have a uh, genetic advantage over a woman? That might be a very obvious question. Duh, Darren, of course they do. Well, I can also tell you if you're transitioning, you're probably taking estrogen hormone therapy as well, which isn't going to help you with anything regarding uh, your, your competitive endeavors. So th that is a, a very tricky question to answer. There may be some benefit, but it may be offset by medication. Maybe they suspended their hormone therapy for their prep. Who knows? I don't know. Um, Full disclosure: I have not, I have not helped prep any uh, any trans competitors, so I'm kind of talking out my ass here a little bit. I I couldn't even guess what might be involved in some of the hormonal work there, so um, that's out of my pay grade. <laughs> so, and I will fully admit that if I ever get a request from anyone. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, th there are all kinds of genetic advantages that are considered okay in competing. Like uh, nobody gets up on stage and says, well, that competitor, she's got really, really wide clavicles and nobody else does. So that's a clear genetic advantage. That's not fair. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're born with that and that's great. And you got to use that and, you know, maximize what you can get from it. And then there are other advantages. So you can use, you know, you can have a, a PED advantage, which is not genetic, but it's something that you get through chemical assistance. That's more akin to what we're looking at here. Although in the case of this trans competitor, it is genetic. It, it wasn't, um, it wasn't through external drugs necessarily. So, um, it's a, uh, it's a real gray area. Is that okay? Is it not? Um, there uh, was an argument made in some, there was some social media posts I saw on this that, um, people were making arguments about, you know, um, this isn't okay. This person shouldn't be on stage. There was an argument about, you know, this isn't how God made this person. And without getting into a religious argument, God didn't make anybody with fake boobs either, but that gets up on stage all the time. I know it's not really the same thing, but I think it's something that can belong in the same conversation. Nobody has an issue with that at all because it's socially acceptable. It's normal. This isn't in all places yet. Um, so it's, it, it, is, it is different, absolutely. But I think, you know, the, the, the issue with, you know, breast implants is that's actually seen as a benefit. Um, so that is, again, elective surgery, um, but it's seen as a benefit um, rather than something that should be disqualifying. And I'm not suggesting that they should be disqualifying, but there's, you know, I would hesitate to say it's a double standard just because, yeah, I mean, they are, I, I think there are things that 
are a decent point counterpoint that belong in the same conversation, but clearly, you know, separate issues. So um, it, it's worth it's worth a consideration, though, um, be, because I think at some point the NPC is going to have to do something about this. And um, one of the points I made in my my first draft of this uh, of this podcast topic was um, kind of going back to how I heard. Um, a good deal described and specifically like if you're trying to get a deal on a, a car or something like that. And the, the, the phrase was, and I don't remember where this came from. I heard it from my grandpa, but I don't know where he got it from. Um, the best deal is one in where neither side is happy. And I think realistically when some action is taken here, that's probably, um, if they really think about it and come up with some interesting solutions, that's probably the best potential outcome for this as well. Um, aside where, um, nobody is all that happy. People who are crying out that this is totally unfair and shouldn't be allowed to happen. And then also the trans community who say, we want to be able to compete in these shows. We want equal rights. We want to be able to represent ourselves as we are. Um, I, I think ultimately the best solution is going to be a compromise where neither side is really thrilled with the outcome. Um, which means, you know, maybe, um, and, and clearly this is, this is an idea that maybe 50 years too early, um, maybe there is a trans division. You know, so clearly at this point, okay, you're looking at like one competitor in maybe 50 shows. <laughs> so I don't think there's enough enough volume to uh, to support that. Um, so and who knows? Maybe there never will be. I don't know. But that would be one option that would kind of uh, uh, level the playing field. Maybe the NPC says something like. Um, transgender competitors are um, allowed to compete, but only at shows that have a trans division. And maybe the outcome is, well, okay, there's like four of those shows throughout the year in different regions. There's like one in the Northwest, there's one in the, in the South, there's one in the Atlantic division, and then there's, there's one in the Northeast. So yeah, you can compete and we've created a special division for you to do this, which, you know, if you cluster it all together, then maybe you get a, a division that has two or three competitors. You know, you, you make it okay to compete in a show like this and you might get more of them. That would be something that I think would be very socially progressive for the NPC. I'm not really sure that's how that organization really works. Um, and again, I'm not sure that that's really the best outcome either, um, but it is an idea at least. So then you've eliminated the possibility of, you know, any kind of genetic advantage, you know, is it fair, et cetera. Well, we're going to have them compete amongst themselves because there are legitimate physical hormonal differences at play here. And I get the argument that it's not something that is necessarily competitively fair. So, but having, having a division specifically for trans competitors, every show, it's going to be empty almost all the time. So if you, isolate it and put like one per region throughout the year, um, you might get a little bit more um, traffic in there. You can actually get some trans competitors who can compete against each other on a little bit more of a level playing field without, you know, invoking the fairness argument from other people. And uh, the, the downside for them is like, okay, well, I might have to drive 500 miles to get to a show. I'm like, okay, yeah. And rightfully, I mean, I, I wouldn't be thrilled about that if it were me. Um, but then again, if I'm being given an opportunity to compete in a division specifically for me, that's kind of cool. So I don't know. Um, I think, and full disclosure, 
Uh, that idea wasn't in my head when I recorded this first draft earlier. That actually just came to me right now off the top of my head. And the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking, you know what? I kind of like that. I think it may be still something that's really underused. But as far as I mean, what, what I'm looking to do here, and, and I'm looking out for the NPC in this regard, is diffuse the situation before it becomes a huge uh, national quandary. Um, and I think that's a fairly even-handed and fair um, solution that's not going to make anybody all that happy because the people that don't want to see a transgender competitor on stage, they're still going to be up there. You're not going to be competing against them, though. And also, full disclosure, if you look up the um, the photos, npcnewsonline.com has them. You can just type in um, uh, NPC Camellia Championships. That's C-A-M-E-L-L-I-A 2018. I think the NPC News Online page um, that has the show results is the first link that will come up. Click on, scroll down to uh, to women's physique for those search results, and you can see um, the the uh, the the people in question here. Um, I want to be clear: the the trans competitor competed in novice and was the only competitor. There was one other women's physique competitor, and they were in masters. So the, the, there was no competition in this show. So there was no real invocation of any kind of fairness argument. There was something, um, that I saw, um, posted on a social media post. It was some, um, something that was shared to me by a client who, who brought my attention to this. Um, thank you, Penny. I appreciate it. Um, and, uh, it, it was a post from somebody and it was kind of, you know, it wasn't like all out hate speech or anything, but it was a, a pissed off dude who, who had some things to say and they were kind of ugly. Um, but, uh, he, uh, he, I believe, was uh, a significant other of uh, the other women's physique competitor and talking about how upset they were and how upset, uh, you know, I don't th I don't think it was a significant other. I think it was a friend or possibly a coach because it did mention the competitor's boyfriend. So how everybody was just upset. I'm like, you weren't even on stage together. What do you have to be upset about? You weren't competing against this person. It doesn't matter. You know, I mean, save, save your outrage for a time when it's actually needed. Um, like if you got up on stage and were beaten by this person, then I think, yeah, okay, you got you got a reason to, to 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 be upset, and you know we can start talking about you know fairness, et cetera, at that point. Right now, I mean, I I appreciate that the post was made; it was then brought to my attention, and now we can talk about it. And it's an issue that's worth discussing and worth trying to find a solution to before it becomes a bigger issue, where you get somebody who is transgender who wins first out of a class of seven or something like that, in which case, okay, we're going to have some pissed off people on our hands who may have a very legitimate reason to be pissed off. Um, so like I said, it's a conversation that doesn't really have a lot of easy answers. Um, uh, I got to toot my own horn and say, I'm kind of pleased with the off the cuff solution I came up with here. Um, will it ever get implemented? I doubt it. And you may be thinking, Hey, you know what? None of this crap is necessary. We don't need to be entertaining this idea at all. I don't know. You might be right. You might be right. I would love for everybody to have an opportunity to compete, but maybe it's just not something that's practical in this case. As I mentioned, I'm all about equal rights, fair treatment, but um, I've, I've always thought, you know, like in all cases for the most part, but this is one where I'm like, eh, this is dicey um, because uh, th this is something that could potentially be taking a lot away from somebody else. Um, so I don't know. There you go. <laughs> there's your uh, there's your summary of, of the whole conversation. It's me saying, I don't know. 
Um, but I, I have some ideas at least. I won't bore you with recapping them all, but I appreciate you very much for listening. So um, I also noticed earlier this morning, um, I finished this episode up and I'm like, all right, save. I'm going to post it. And that, after that, it was when I decided I want to come back and re-record this. Um, but I also realized I was over quota on my uh, my podcast storage stuff. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just, there's a little, a little fee associated with it. I'm just going to pay that and get this up today. So um, I appreciate you sticking through with this. So a couple of closing thoughts here really quick. Um, just the, the quick hits here. Social media, go to thedropset.com, check out that poll, click on the phone number, call, leave me a message, please. I'm lonely. I need people to talk to me. Um, <laughs> I, I, need, I need easy fodder for podcast episodes. What can I say? So give me your stuff, please. Um, questions, comments, feedback, all of that is appreciated. Um, fivestarphysique.com, new workout plans up there. Um, going to be taking a little bit of time the rest of today and tomorrow to kind of pretty things up a little bit. Um, uh, do put some additional... Uh, Bells and whistles and a little spit shine on some website stuff. Um, Instagram at Darren underscore star, Twitter at Darren star, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, five star physique. So check those out. Also, I got a notification today um, from someplace called, what is it? Chartable, I think. And it's a, uh, it's an organization that tracks podcast statistics. And I'm going to out myself now with this really unimpressive number. Let me pull it up here really quick. Um, so let's see charts. Where am I here? So, Apple Podcasts, United States of America, category, fitness and nutrition. I am number 329. <laughs> so we got to get that. We got to get that number up. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all there is to it. Now, a few weeks ago, I was like 369. And then a few weeks before that, I was like 392. So yeah, um, let's do it. So um, as always, your reviews, your comments um, through iTunes on Apple Podcasts, always tremendously appreciated. Wherever you listen, um, if the platform allows you to uh, leave a comment, leave a rating, shoot me some feedback. I'd love to hear it. It's really, really, truly appreciated. I want to get some more ears here. So um, I'm getting a lot of great feedback from people too. So I appreciate it. It does keep me going. Um, like I said in the intro, you know, Mondays through Wednesdays, they're a little dicey. My goal is to turn this into a... Um, before too long, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. So the episodes are steadily coming out throughout the week. So I may need to reshuffle my schedule around a little bit, but I'm going to see about making that happen. So I may also just record some stuff in advance and uh, like do some stuff on the weekends and then post that Monday, Wednesday on those busier days. So um, at any rate, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Peace out. And I will try and get back to you with something uh, tomorrow. Actually, we're going to shoot for Friday this time. See how that goes.